Jake here. Thank you for taking a trip to the past with me. The original podcast version of The Americans will be released weekly, but if you don't want to wait, then go to jakebible.substack.com and become a paid subscriber. You'll receive access to all of The Americans as well as early release novels, audiobooks, and other exclusive extras. That's jakebible.substack.com. Now enjoy the original podcast production of The Americans. Cheers. Warning. This podcast reading is for mature audiences only. You will not be warned again. Welcome to the podcast reading of Jake Bible's The Americans, book two in the Dead Mech Apex Trilogy. The Americans is a sidequel to Dead Mech, meaning it takes place simultaneously with book one. You can listen to this novel first or start with Dead Mech. Go to jakebible.com for more information on this podcast, Dead Mech, and other fiction by Jake Bible. Enjoy. Hey, welcome back to the Americans, y'all, and sorry about the little mini hiatus, i.e. a week off. Um, I'm back. Here we are. Um, okay, that's about all I got. <laughs> uh, almost didn't get this episode out. It's been a busy weekend. It's been a busy week. It's been a busy life. It's crazy. It's a short episode, but that's because the chapter's short, not because I don't love you guys. Um, yeah, so kick back, enjoy. Let's see. Oh, I believe there is a promo at the end. Um, be sure and listen to that. Um, and yeah, hey, if you haven't gotten your copy of Dead Mac, do so. It's an ebook available in all formats. $4.99. It's wonderful. There's over 136,000 words in that puppy. It's a big book for $4.99. What a deal. Yes. And um, there's Bethany and the Zombie Jesus. That's a wonderful novelette that anchors that collection of short stories. So you'll want that too. 31 Days of Halloween, which is 31 drabbles, each written one day of October last year or the year before. Crap, I don't even know anymore. I think 2009, so not last year, but the year before. You'll like that shit. I'm telling you, you will. And uh, yeah, all the info, jakebible.com. You can buy some stuff there. Heck, you can get redirected. Go to Amazon, buy some stuff there, wherever the heck you want to buy it. Get crazy, get wild, you know, because I need to buy expensive beer, people. I like the good stuff. And I'm not going to do it, you know, just panhandling on the street just doesn't work. No one wants to see a writer sitting there just writing. They don't throw money in the hat. It's silly. And when I read, they still don't throw money in the hat. Because, you know, let's face it, 100 words doesn't go very far. All right. I kid. I play. I jest. I joke. That's what I do. And that's enough of this rambly dambly do. I hope you all enjoy the episode. And, well, thanks as always. Cheers, y'all. Chapter 23 Alex settled back into his seat. The girls reclined across the aisle from him. So you want to tell me anything? She kicks ass, Melissa said, hooking her thumb towards Beth. As does she, Beth responded in kind. Alex smiled. You know... You can each take a row and stretch out. Give yourselves some room to rest. 
Girls looked at each other and smiled. No thanks, Melissa said. I've grown fond of the freak here. Aw, Beth mocked. You always know the right things to say. You two really bonded back there, he trailed off, hoping the girls would offer more info. When they didn't, he changed the subject. So what was that suit you were wearing, Mel? Eh, just a little something I made on the fly. So you're getting your ghost feet under you? Yep, she answered. I think I have a knack for fashion. Work it, girl, Beth giggled. Melissa snapped her fingers a couple times and they both laughed. Right, um, well, just rest, all right? Alex winced and the girls turned, concerned. You okay? Beth asked. Just a little banged up. I'll, I'll be fine. You better be, Melissa grunted. You die and I'm left with Billy. What about me? Beth asked. I'll take good care of you. What, you playing both sides now? That guard wasn't enough for you? Need a little Mel action? Melissa joked. Please, you couldn't handle what I bring, Beth laughed. You know, most people would be traumatized by what you two have been through. I don't know exactly what happened, but I like the new attitudes. More, more confusing, but less catty. Catty, Melissa said. Catty, Beth repeated. Pussy, both girls said simultaneously, then burst into riotous laughter. Alex smiled nervously, trying to hide his concern, then closed his eyes, letting the girls joke and whisper across from him. Try to get a little rest, he said before drifting into an uneasy, painful sleep. You need the rest. We all do. Every time Billy would shift, Heather would strain against her restraints, her eyes filled with hate. What the fuck, Heather? Billy said out loud. What happened? He didn't expect an answer from the creature before him. Billy knew there wasn't going to be a cure or help for her even if they did make it to Tibet in one piece. While he had never heard of anything being substantiated, he'd heard enough rumors and whispers running through ghost channels to know that what had happened to Heather may have happened to a lot of other people in the past. He knew the American brass was keeping things from the rest of them about what truly went on back on their home continent. Internal nuclear war was just too convenient an excuse, plus didn't explain why all of the Americans abroad were able to coordinate and cooperate with each other right away. If there had been a civil war, then it would have seemed likely that some of the Americans left alive in the rest of the world would be on one side, while some would be on the other. There was no way the dissenters were only confined to North America. He'd been around espionage and intrigue for too much of his life to believe that bullshit. Billy scratched at his arm absentmindedly, then looked down at the long gouges he had raked into his skin. Shit, he muttered, sending Heather into further fits. This is not the time to go into withdrawal. He sat on his hands, but knew it was only a matter of time before he couldn't control himself and the sickness would hit. He'd be trying to peel his own skin and eat it if he didn't get some scabs into his system. Wish I had a cage, too, he said to Heather. You're locked up so you don't hurt us, and I need to be locked up so I don't hurt myself. He looked around the cargo area, but didn't see anything that would help. He sighed and kicked off his shoes, getting himself settled a little more comfortably. I know you probably can't really understand me right now, but I wanted to apologize. Heather growled low. No, no, I want to. I have to. Hell, I may never get another chance. He took a deep breath, but almost wished he hadn't. He was pretty sure Heather was leaking fluids and the cargo hold was quickly stinking up. Whew. Anyway, about my brother and your sister. 
I know you blame me. Melissa blames me. Fuck, everyone blames me. But in all honesty, I thought I was helping. I know I was messed up then. I'd just come off that fucked up assignment and, well, it started scabbing. It was hard for me to keep my head straight. Heather's eyes bored into Billy's and he turned away, not sure if he could continue under that glare. I, I swear, even though I was high as a fucking Berlin skyscraper, the, the design was right. I went over and over it after everything happened and it wasn't my fault. Everything worked. They shouldn't have crashed. They shouldn't be dead. Like I have pleaded over and over, I shouldn't be blamed for the skiff malfunctioning. He took another deep breath, this time through his mouth. What I am to blame for was leaving my post and going after the target myself. I thought I could catch him. I thought I knew better than my training. That's where the blame is. If I'd stayed put, I could have gotten to them in time. I probably could have pulled them out, out of the river. Hell, I could have changed the motherfucking skiff into a fucking submarine if I wanted to. But none of that happened because I was flying on God knows what. I don't even remember. And I let them down. I let you down. I let Melissa down. That is what I'm sorry for. He turned back to Heather and the creature spat bloody foam at him. He jumped out of the way, letting the spittle fly past his face. Yeah, I deserve that. Heather strained at her bonds and the sound of her joints popped wetly. Billy winced at the noise, but then saw Heather start to move her right arm up out of the B.C., holding it in place. Her arm was twisted and bent at an angle that should have made it impossible to move, but then the entire situation before him was impossible. Um, what you doing there, Heather? That, that's going to be sore later. You, you may just want to keep still. Heather got her right arm free and began on her left. Billy watched in horror as she twisted her head about, the vertebrae snapping and crunching, her neck going limp. With both hands free, Heather started to yank on her own head, pulling it this way and that, all the while snarling and growling, her eyes locked on Billy. Oh, shit, he whispered, frozen in place by the sight before him. It wasn't the painful contortions that were terrifying as much as it was how the BC seemed to be softening, almost like Heather was manipulating it herself, like an undead ghost. Heather's head finally came loose, and she leaned forward, the sound of her bone re-knitting, a sound Billy thought he would never hear as long as he lived, echoing against the cargo hold's walls. She tried to lunge at him, but her legs were still held in place, and she shrieked in frustration. Then she began the process to free her legs. Billy backed towards the stairs, but never took his eyes off Heather. Hey guys, need some help down here! Beth knew she was in that half-sleep state and shouldn't be concerned by hearing voices. But the voices weren't Mel's and Alex's. They were from the other place. She tried to make out what they were saying, tried to pierce the veil that was in place between her world and theirs. But the harder she tried, the harder she concentrated, the quieter the voices became. She told her fatigued brain to relax and just let the voices come to her, and she had almost gotten to that state when she felt her shoulder being grabbed. Wake up, Beth, Mel was shouting. Billy's screaming murder. Heather's getting loose. Beth slammed awake, adrenaline shooting through her. How? How can that be? I had her restrained. No one could get out of that without... Beth pushed herself from her seat, her body a protest of pains and aches, and shoved past Melissa. She's a ghost, Mel. A fucking ghost. How can I be so stupid? Fucking help! Billy shouted as Heather freed her legs and rammed herself against the cage, reaching and clawing between the bars to get at Billy. Beth hit the bottom of the stairs and gasped as Heather started to warp the cage, making an opening for herself. 
No! Beth shouted, concentrating on the BC, trying to force it back in place. The material began to comply, but Heather's rage grew and Beth started to lose control. She's too strong for me. I don't know what to do. Yes, you do, Alex said from behind her, slowly easing himself down the stairs. You do know what to do, Beth. I know what you are, and you can beat her. But you will have to look deep inside yourself, and you won't like what you see. Stop with the fucking riddles and tell her what to do, Mel shouted from the top of the stairs. Alex sighed. Once I saw what you could do with BC, I knew right away. You're a vessel, Beth. You were designed to carry very special messages or data, sometimes entire personalities. A vessel? Billy asked. They're, they're just myths. They don't really exist. Yes, William, they do exist. You are looking at one now. Alex made it to the bottom step and leaned against the wall. Beth, we will do what we can to keep her occupied, but you need to have a seat and talk to those inner voices you have. Beth looked at, back at Alex, puzzled. Did I mention the voices to you? No, Beth, but I know what they are. They can help. They are inside you, part of you, and we need them to step up and take over for a moment. Beth looked past Alex and up at Melissa, who in turn shrugged her shoulders. No time to waste, Beth. You need to do this now, or Heather could potentially rip this entire aircraft apart. Beth's eyes filled with fear, and she reached out a hand to Melissa, who immediately came down the stairs, pushing past Alex, and took it. We'll hold her off, Beth. But you have to hurry. It'll be okay, Beth, Melissa said, using her real name for the first time. Beth squeezed Mel's hand, sat herself on the ground, and closed her eyes. Hello? Brian jolted awake, his mind trying to focus on the voice he heard. Hello? I need to speak, um, to the voices. Who is? Brian tried to answer, but the words never made it out before his windpipe was squeezed brutally, ending any chance of communication. Shh, the woman hissed in his ear. Not a peep. I heard that, Beth shouted. I know you're there. Speak to me, please. Please, I need your help. Silence. Please, Beth pleaded. I know what I am. I'm a vessel. You have to help me. We have an infected woman that is trying to kill us. I need to know how to stop her. Brian felt the pressure from his windpipe loosen. I know you are inside of me. If I die, you die. Fine, the woman shouted. We'll help you, but you aren't going to like it. Once we come out, you won't be the same. You won't be Elizabeth Laughlin anymore. You'll be someone else. I don't care. Everyone is going to die, is going to turn into one of those things if you don't help. Brian felt the hood yanked from his head and was blinded by bright light. He looked about as his eyes adjusted and he realized he was in a room by himself, but the walls kept fading in and out as if they didn't have a fixed point. He felt unseen lips kiss his mouth. It was great knowing you, Dr. Brian Lisbon. Thanks for the good times, the woman's voice said. I'm sorry you're dead. You've been listening to the podcast reading of Jake Bible's The Americans. This novel and recording are protected under whatever latest, greatest Creative Commons license is out there currently. Share this all you want. Just don't even try to make a buck off it without the express permission of the author, me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, please go to jakebible.com. Thanks for listening. Cheers.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the re-release of the original podcast production of The Americans. Don't want to wait each week for a new episode? Go to jakebible.substack.com and become a paid subscriber. Want more audiobooks? Go to jakebible.com for info and access to dozens of Jake Bible fiction audiobooks and ebooks. Cheers.